Welcome back. It's me, the Susan Anime, and you are listening to Sloth Under the Sea with me. And we will be talking about movies, TV shows, books, fun holidays, everything from other countries to does this still hold up to this day? From, like, rub brats to, like, as told by Ginger, to Movie Monday, to True Creepy Things Tuesday, to whatever I feel like talking about, because this is my podcast, and I hope you all will stay and listen to me and have some good old-fashioned podcast fun, and we'll try to stay as calm as we can, but let's get into it, and let's all have some fun listening, and you can also see me sometimes on YouTube doing my podcast as well. Okay, here we go. cases or something that I've been reading about and I want to say that I don't mean any harm or disrespect or anything and sometimes the cases can be really really scary but I try to do true crime and creepy things Tuesday so this recording might be up twice and I just want to say I don't mean any harm, disrespect, or any hurtfulness. I'm just giving you the facts of the cases and letting everyone know that this is what I found, this is a case people have been talking about, this is a case that people are thinking about. I have looked into a lot of cases and I don't want to just, I don't want anyone to feel disrespected. If I say their name wrong, you can try to correct me. I might try to be able to pronounce it right. I might not be able to due to my learning problem. 
but I just want to say that I don't mean any disrespect to anyone ever and I hope that you all understand that I'm just giving you the facts and sometimes I may or may not give you my opinion or I could just tell you like hey this is my opinion based on what they're saying like not even a I know this personally but like more of a like a this is what people are leaning towards and do I agree or disagree but a lot of the time I don't really know so I'm gonna say like this could be my opinion but I really don't know them personally or know the case personally so it really is like a, this is what has been said so this is what the opinion of other people have been and I hope y'all understand that I don't mean any disrespect harm and I do not suggest you do any of this stuff that people have done and I hope that this stuff doesn't continue to happen and I hope y'all enjoy the cases and I hope y'all learn from them more importantly and I hope you all understand better that hey this is what happens let's be careful let's learn from this let's learn from this let's try to get a new law in let's try to do this let's try to keep it from happening again okay welcome welcome back like I said before, I'm apparently the cringiest show, which isn't a good thing, but it isn't a bad thing either. Why? Because I should just roll with it. <laughs> Jokes. No, seriously. If you do not like anything traumatic, terrifying, disturbing, brutal, from some pretty horrible situations, please exit this right now. I want to. I've been avoiding trying to do this podcast all day. Can I just go with you off the side? Because, oh my gosh, why did I decide to do this one? I am terrified. I don't think I'm going to get any sleep at all. Why do I have this voice? I really don't know at this point because this... Oh, now I'm starting to cry. Okay. Ooh, reel it back in, everyone. Reel it back in. Hands and arms in the vehicle at all times. Hands and arms. And anything else, for that matter. <coughs> okay. So, I am super scared. I really wish I... Uh, okay. We are going to talk about Mary Vincent. Now... She's an amazing human being, first of all. I don't want to hear if any buts about it. She's amazing, a survivor, a strong person in general. I don't care if she's a woman. She is she stronger than woman, men, anyone. I'm binary. She's strong. Let me just state, I have mad respect for her. And this, this, this whole thing. It's terrible. I feel like I want to go hide. Mary Vincent, born in 1963, is an artist and victim advocate. She became known to the public after surviving a brutal, a, a brutal, brutal. Why does it say brutal? It says brutal. It says V-I-O-L-E-N-T. Vental attack? Violent. Wow, this story has got me going cuckoo in which her arms were cut off while hitchhiking in 1978. This is why our parents, my generation and my stepdad generation, say never hitchhike because it's dangerous. I didn't know what they meant by that this whole time. Well, let me tell you now, I do and I don't want to go to sleep. Oh, do I have to go to sleep tonight? Here's a tip. 
Don't go to sleep. You ain't gonna wanna. Don't listen to this. Oh, I think someone's down here. I will pause you and be back shortly. I'm terrified. If I can get through this story. Okie dokie, artichoke. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokey, Artichokey. Ad break is now. Okay, I just creeped myself out. I did something I don't normally do. I said to put a trash can in here. Okay, my ADHD needs to reel back in. Okay, to mess up the courage like she did, I want chugga chugga choo choo. Really, I needed it. Okay. I hope if I ever am in a terrible situation ever again, which I try never to do because eh, I've been in some pretty bad ones, not as bad as hers, I hope I get the courage like she did. She's an amazing human, and I'm so sorry this happened to you. And I, I'm just amazed by you. You were strong, and I'm going to start crying. Oh no, my tears. I'm going to be scared of crying like she is when she talks about it, because it's so devastating. I'm trying so hard to be like a reporter, but this... Vincent is one of seven children and lived with her parents in Las Vegas. Her father worked as a mechanic and married her mother, a blackjack dealer. While serving in the military, Vincent's parents were going through a messy divorce, which caused her to run away from their home in Las Vegas. After a brief period living on the streets and inside unlocked cars, Vincent hitchhiked to her grandfather's home in Berkeley, California in September 1978. Arriving in California, okay, this is gonna get worse. So I'm giving you the very first like Wikipedia and then we're going through. So if you wanna bow out, go ahead. If you wanna listen to my other podcast or my Patreon or whatever, or if you don't wanna hear the story, go now. I'm telling you, go. Okay, for those of you who are sticking with me through this and my crying very, ooh, I gotta maybe chugga chugga choo choo again. Whew, I don't have the courage. After arriving in California and staying with her grandfather for a while, Vincent became homesick and decided to hitchhike back to Las Vegas. While hitchhiking back to Las Vegas, Vincent was picked up by Lawrence Singleton. Yeah, we don't like you. Boo! Big boo! Uh, if you want to hear how I, uh, uh, 
I could be really ratchet if you want, but you'd have to check on my Patreon. Because the bullet, I could have some words for you, dude. I hate you. Mm-hmm. Literally, hate isn't a strong enough word for this dude. Who violently raped and attacked her. After his attack, he left Vincent for dead. After serving both, severing both of her arms with a hatchet. Yes, you heard that right. Vincent then climbed the cliff she was thrown off and walked nearly three miles to get help from drivers on nearby Interstate 5. In the hospital, Vincent immediately worked with police to help identify and find her attacker, insisting she postponed sleep to finish creating a composite sketch for investigators. She also testified in Lawrence's trial, leading to his ultimate conviction. Vincent won a civil judgment against her attacker and was worth $2.56 million, but did not receive the payment due to her attacker's unemployment and inability to pay. Vincent began using prosthetic arms within two weeks after the attack. As someone who likes to tinker, Vincent has used spare parts from broken down electrons to modify her prosthetics into custom designs. Among the changes in her life, after the attack, she began a career in art. As an adult, Vincent attended the University of Nevada. She was only 15, by the way, when this happened. 15! That is... We're not even getting the full detail yet. Just a reminder, she is 15 when this whole thing happened. Yeah. Okay. Real back in, girl. Ooh, tell myself, I don't have the courage like you do, girl. You have the most courage I've ever met. She married and suspended, uh, subsequently divorced a man named Tom, and she has two sons. Advocacy. After her attacker was released from prison and attacked and murdered a woman, how the heck did we let this happen, by the way? Like, was there, like, I guess some people say it was because of the time period, but... That's messed up that he got out. No. I, 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 oh no. Vincent volunteered to testify against him at his trial. Good for you, girl. I barely had the courage to even talk about mine until years later. Good for you. That's my biggest fear, is what she feared. That they did it worse to someone else. Or could have. She was, oh. That's one of our, that was her biggest fear was he would do it to someone else, and he did. The minute he got out of person, how despicable do you have to be to do that? She spoke unfully about finding healing and becoming a victim advocate in her support of victim rights and delivered speeches. Vincent works with Chop Pastel to create powerful, upbeat women like female acting figures action figures. She also draws family and individual portraits on commission. Her custom portraits are also self-creation, including a custom prosthetic for bullying. I wonder if she's still around. I'm not sure how old she would be. I'm terrible at math. Okay. The Amazing Survival of Mary Vincent. We got this. Get courage like her. I'm telling myself, your story is amazing, girl. 
1978, 15-year-old Mary Vincent hitchhiked from Las Vegas to California. She got into a van, and 50-year-old Lawrence Singleton? I am not sure how to say his last name. I am terrible with names. This is not my fault, though. Attacked, raped, and dismembered the team before leaving her for dead. Vincent managed to survive the attempted murder and get help from a nearby couple. You are amazing. After she received new prosthetic, arm, prosthetic arms for the advantage Singleton had cut off, the appendages Singleton had cut off, Vincent addressed him as her attacker to the courts. Although convicted, the penal system released Singleton less than a decade later, before, but not before he tried to sue Vincent for robbery. <laughs> Yeah, okay, dude. He needs mental help, physical help, and all kinds of help, this dude. Jeez, what is wrong with him? The court permanently dismissed his obsistent case. Despite Vincent's extreme physical and mental trauma, she testified against Singleton a second time years later. After his release from prison, Singleton... Did we have to release him? Killed a woman in Florida in 2001. With the help of Vincent's testimony, Singleton got the death penalty for the murder. Good. I'm not a fan of the death penalty, but I almost am like good. I don't know how to feel about this. He's terrifying, this guy. Like, I'm gonna... I could do a whole horror book just based around him. He's terrifying. Like, jeez, I'm kind of, might not want to go to sleep tonight. I might have to watch a sappy movie just to get past this. Singleton, a second time years later, after the release from prison, Singleton killed a woman in Florida in 2001. Yeah, we already said this. Okay, more than a canvas of hitchhiking, Vincent's story illustrates the recklessness of a teen who survived torture and stood up against her attacker. So she is the reason why people tell you not to hitchhike and that it's dangerous. And this is why. And there's another story that has to do with hitchhiking and I could talk about that is kind of like this. It's pretty bad too. It's one of my favorite cases. And still a little annoyed with what happened in that one. A survival case. This has to be, like, my favorite one now. Like, I have favorite cases that shouldn't be a thing, but I'm just admire her. And the other woman was a hitchhiker, too. So maybe they were right. I never really thought of it. Because when I was a kid, I was like, oh... I didn't really hitchhike though, so. But thanks to her story, I think less people started too. Vincent grew up in Las Vegas and her parents worked for the casino. Her mother as a dealer and her father as a machine repairman. Not atypical for teenagers, 15 year old Vincent often skipped school and later took off with her boyfriend. She lived with her boo for a summer in Saltine, CA until authorities appeared him on oh 
apprehended him on rape charges. Vincent returned to Las Vegas but ran away in September 1978 and headed towards California to visit her grandfather in Corner CA. Vincent had spent the summer sleeping in her boyfriend's car and was not hesitant to hitchhike her way across the state. Lawrence Singleton presents himself as a family. You've got to be kidding. Is this where the white van comes from, too? Please, for the love of goodness gracious. Okay, this is getting worse by the minute. His van is like the creepy white van that people tell you to keep a lookout for. Jeez. Thanks for being a stereotype and creeping me out even more than I already was. Lauren Singleton slowed down his van to pick up Mary Vincent in Berkeley, CA on the morning of September 29, 1978. Singleton was a merchant seasman by trade, and upon finding Vincent, told her with a kind smile that he had a daughter just about her age. He also told her he had been heading to Reno, but would happily change course to take her to Los Angeles. Her distinction, Kano C.A. was on the outskirts of the city, and she initially accepted his family mom demeanor. Okay, and the other thing is, there was a group of people with her. And he's like, I can't take them, but I can take you. And they're like, don't go. And here's a tip that we all should follow. Follow the gut extinct. Listen to some people. Because I didn't listen to that instinct, and it's not a good idea not to listen. Just trust me on that one. Listen. Listen with your ears. Despite his facade... Middle-aged Singleton reported had a temper and was a miscreant. Okay, fun fact, his daughter doesn't even like him. Sometimes when the children don't even like their parents, there might be a reason, just saying. Maybe you should, like, hear them out. Because some people said, like, his daughter told someone and no one listened. Just a heads up. You should just listen. His second wife recently divorced him, you think? And his relationship with his teen daughter was strained, as they had fought earlier that year and never recoiled. In the past, he had been convicted of contributing to the delinquency of a delinquency of a minor and had a history of alcohol abuse. Fitzson was unaware of Singleton's ability in stability and got in his van. Being a teenager is so hard because you trust everything. You don't think anything can happen to you. Wish I would have known some things when I was a teenager. Vincent knew something was off, but Singleton calmed her down. Mm-hmm. Some people say, open the door, duck and roll, and hide. That's what I've heard in stories. But it's like, yeah, no, I'm frozen afraid. I can't do anything. She wasn't like that, though. When Vincent lit up her cigarette shortly after accepting the ride, she sneezed and Singleton reached over to feel her neck, asking if she was sick. Vincent didn't like the physical contact and pulled out of his reach, but soon differed off, drifted off to sleep. When he didn't try anything further, she even offered to help him carry some laundry at a stop along the way before nodding off, not thinking that anything was amiss. Yeah, he seems like a normal guy. This is how they trick you. 
When she woke up, she realized they were way off course and driving backward to Nevada. Scared and angry, she found a sharp stick in the car and pointed at Singleton. Good for you, girl. I would not have had that courage. She demanded he turn the van around and take her to where she was headed. Singleton acquired and calmly apologized, assuring the teen he was just an honest man who made a mistake. Vincent believed he was remorseful and the ride continued. She was drugged, beaten, and uh, assaulted. Singleton stopped the van to go to the bathroom, so Vincent got out to stretch her legs. As she leaned out the tire shoe, Singleton struck her by surprise. He beat her across the back of her head, pushing her until she fell. Singleton forced his... Yeah, I'm not saying this because this has actually happened to me. Nope, nope, nobody, nope, nope, nope. Okay, um... Assaulted her. He assaulted her. That's what we're going to say. Ooh, bringing a bath. I have PTSD. So, and I don't even want to imagine what her PTSD is like because that would be real. Oh, now imagine it. Okay. Then he dragged her to, dragged her to the back of the van and assaulted her. He told her not to scream or he'd kill her and to obey him if she wanted to live. He then bound her hands behind her and drove for a while. Eventually came to a stop, cut her hands free and ordered her to drink some unknown alcohol from a plastic jug. Loose and confused, Vincent was repeatedly assaulted until she passed out. Her attacker cut off her arms. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to put a rate of E on this one. I When Vincent regained consciousness, Singleton was still there. He ordered her to lie on the edge of the road as she pleaded with him to set her free. He began saying, you want to be free? Oh no, this is my least favorite part. I'll set you free. Okay, if this was a movie, why is this, like, in movies, oh, this is just terrifying in real life. As he went to the van to find something, he returned with a hatchet. Also, why do you have a hatchet in your van? Who carries a hatchet around? Okay, do, do. Mary struggled as Singleton held her down and cut off her right arm. She screamed as he moved on to the other arm, serving it right below the elbow, severing it right below the elbow. He then shoved the naked and bleeding girl down and embarked into a culvert. He stuffed her into a concrete pipe and told her, okay, now you're free. He left her there unconscious and near death. She did one thing that a person I uh, can't believe did. It's amazing. She mustered up the courage and actually she walked out of a out of a canyon and onto a freeway. Okay. When Vincent regained consciousness, she was in dire state. She was at the bottom of a ravine, bleeding profusely, alone and naked. She mustered the strength to stand up and walk three miles out of the cult, which she later found out was the Deal Porto Cannon. She followed the surrounds sounds of a nearby freeway and raised her arms to keep them raised her arms to keep the bleeding to a minimum. 
Upon reaching the freeway, the first people who stopped her sped away in fear. A second couple who had been traveling on vacation stopped to help her. They wrapped her in linens from their car before driving her to a nearby airport. They then called an ambulance. All she could say was, he raped me. Vincent testified against Singleton twice. I don't know how you mustered up that courage, girl, but you or your family, whoever's still out there, you are amazing. After the attack, 15-year-old Vincent was resent and provided law enforcement with such a detailed description of her attacker. People immediately recognized the pleach sketch during her recovery. Specialist Fit Vincent was prosthetics and she returned to school, adapting her new disability. When authorities apprehended Singleton, Vincent testified against him. Singleton insisted Vincent was a prostitute, claiming he hadn't committed the crime. He also maintained someone else had been in the car and Vincent had threatened him with false accusations. Singleton called her a $10 a night. I'm not saying that. Despite everything Singleton said, Vincent stood up in front of the court and pointed one of her uh, hooked prosthetic arms at him. Vincent only referred to Singleton as my attacker. She declared in a firm voice that he did this to her. Years later, when Florida police arrested Singleton for another crime, Mary unflinchingly testified again. That is amazing you could do that. I'd be so terrified. She lived in fear of being attacked again. That, that's definitely PTSD, and I understand that you have that. That makes sense. And I'm sorry you had to go through this. I wish I could hug you. Authorities had overwhelming evidence against Singleton and convicted him of multiple charges, including kidnapping, attempted murder, and rape. Vincent quickly left the courtroom after Singleton made a quick comment there. He, he later admitted that he had told her, I'll finish this job if it takes me the rest of my life. Vincent was testified. At home, she was having trouble with her family and felt isolated at her specialized school for the handicapped. She moved away as soon as she graduated, became secretive about her life and location. Traumatized and depressed, Vincent became anorexic, had trouble leaving the house, saw many of her close relationships fall apart. She ended up living in fear for years. Singleton was released after only eight years. I'm not too thrilled with that. After serving only eight years and four months, Sam Quinn released Lauren Singleton because he had been a model prisoner. Yeah, okay, I'm just going to try to keep my opinions to myself because if I say what I really want to say, no one's going to, it's not going to be pretty. The public expressed a massive outrage against this Lauren. The unremorseful prisoners still claim he was innocent and had never raped or dismembered Vincent. Towns in California refused to allow him to move or live there, isolating him and making it so that he could not regain society as intended. Singleton ended up spending his parole in a trailer on the San Quentin grounds 
under curfew and watch of guards. He joined Alcohol Anonymous and claimed he was sober. Meanwhile, Vincent remained in hiding. Singleton sued Vincent after being convicted, which... <sighs> Singleton felt that he was the victim in the attack against Vincent and decided to sue her. While in jail, he claimed he considered the allegations evident and knows he was not guilty. He said he remembered Vincent threatening to accuse him of rape and that she had brain wash branded brand a stick to him. He decided this was the reason he had become violent, maintaining mistreatment from the court. He filed a complaint suing Vincent for forcible kidnap for the purpose of robbery. He feigned sympathy for Vincent, claiming he almost vomited three times and could not sleep for several nights after filming. The suit never gained traction and the court dismissed it. Also, some people say he could have had um, bipolar disorder. They do not know for sure. I don't know how well they did with that stuff back then. They still have issues with different abilities and disabilities to this day. But, I mean, back then it was probably worse and people didn't know how to take care of it or what to do. And I'm not giving him any excuses for what he did because what he did was disturbing. I'm just stating that's what has been said. And I have seen people with it and it's very, I haven't seen anyone, like some people would say this is like the worst case scenario where they go this bad and in any disability and illness and anything, there's mild, medium, there's all sorts of things. We don't know for sure. So I'm just stating what people have stated. And back then, they didn't, from what I understand, have as much help. But what he did was horrible, disgusting, and disturbing. Mary Vincent was not the only one who feared Singleton. His own daughter, Deborah, spoke at length about the nature of his of her father and what he was like as a dad. When she found out he was getting out of jail, she also fled and hid. Uh, yeah, he scares me and I'm not even related to him. So yeah, I could understand being related to someone like that. It's probably even more scary. Asking law enforcement if there was any way to keep him behind bars for longer. Considering how he had used his status as a father to lure Mary into his car, it only made sense. In her own words, I asked California prison personnel what could be done to keep him in longer, and I was told there was nothing. They suggest I obtain a uh, restraining order at the time of his release. Sorry, but I meant this quite sarcastically. I tell you he's a danger. I said that before the first crime. I've changed my name multiple times and am moving across state lines. And y'all suggest a piece of paper that will tell him exactly where I am, what my name is, and not to come within 300 feet of me? Yeah, I'm with her. I have the same feelings about some people that 
let's just say I have a family member who I'm like, can I just stay away from you? And I do. Like, there's a few family members that I'm like, I get that vibe. And someone should have listened to her when she said he was a danger before this happened. Jeez, I wish people would listen better to children. Also, I wish people just listened in general. Deborah's concern was valid as her father continued to commit crimes against women after his release. Yeah. He killed a woman and was sentenced to death. Yeah, okay, it took you... Finding California less than welcoming Singleton moved back to his home state of Florida. Oh boy. When he was arrested in 1990 for petty theft, he was sentenced to two years, but only served a fraction of that time. In 1997, after his release, he lured a young prostitute by the name of Roxy Ann Hayes to his home, where he attacked her. Neighbors called the police. Hearing the noise, when he, police arrived, they found Singleton covered in blood, with the body of Hayes living on the floor dead. The mother of three had been stabbed multiple times in the torso. This time he was convicted of murder and sentenced to the death penalty. I'm pretty sure his daughter is like, yeah, I'm glad to get him away from society. She's probably like, terrified. He died in 2001 on death row, finally giving Vincent some sense of closure. However, his early release while serving the sense for raping and dismemberment, Vincent left anger and sadness in those who thought his murder could have been prevented. You think? Okay. How Mary Vincent Lawrence Singleton attacked as a teenager. Lawrence Singleton attacked of Mary Vincent as a story of horror, cruelty, survival, and above all, healing. Mary, um, okay, Singleton attacked Vincent after offering her ride home. Singleton served Vincent arms of in vicious attack. Oh, I should have kept that. Darn it. You destroyed everything about me, she said. Lawrence Singleton says his Florida prosecution killed a prostitute with dozen enraged stab of a bombing knife. Mary Vincent is not surprised. He took her life 19 years ago. He really did, she said with a light shudder with awful pain in her words. He destroyed everything about me. My way of thinking, my way of life, holding on to innocence. I'm still doing everything I can to hold on. Singleton also devastated a young dream. I've been lead dancer at the Lina de Paris in Las Vegas, Vincent continues. Then Hawaii and Australia. I'm serious. I was really good on my feet and my dancing structure had it all worked out. But when this happened, they had to take some parts out of my leg just to save my right arm. After that, I wasn't able to dance anymore. Lauren Singleton, Mary Vincent, mutilated and victim, named media in by an old horrible crime that rewrote California law, saw towns and state rise against the release and relocation of sex offender Singleton and created increased echoes that have unbalanced Vincent's privacy, schooling, 
marriage and countless restarts. In 1974, Singleton, then a 50-year-old ex-merchant mariner, picked up Vincent and then a 15-year-old hiker running from Las Vegas and her parents' divorce. A court document described the indescribable. The next morning, two individuals found Mary Vincent wandering nude. She was holding up her arms so that the muscle and blood would not fall out. Under the wall of that time, Singleton received conduct sentence totaling 14 years for rape, attempt murder, and sex offense, the maximum allowed. Singleton, to the anguish of the activists and the anger of communities where he was headed, served just eight years and four months. Had the rapist been sentenced under today's tougher status, ironically stiffened in large part by his early release, he would have drawn multiple consecutive 15 to life sentence. Yeah, I was thinking why wasn't it to life? The blurry, bolding alcoholic would be it's San Quentin, Roxanne Hay, a 31-year-old mother of three, um, was recently charged with murdering, might have been alive, yeah. And Mary Vinson would have the selection she has nature, the protective friendships of her neighbors in the trail parks where she lived in days of normalcy without being media and the beaching of Oprah and hard copy and their checkbooks. She is his hesitant about any public exposure because she is confused, afraid again regarding when she is able to sleep. Old nightmares return. She lost seven pounds to the stress of last week. Oh, this was back then. Wow. I'm starting to come out of it, she said Sunday. Those first three days, I was a big bag of emotions. I was grieving for the woman. I couldn't stop thinking about it. She described the replay effect. I only recently I stopped having my nightmares. Now they're back again. I have to say, you were a strong woman. You did everything possible to get this man out of the public, I want to say. And you survived something that no person should ever have to go through. And I'm truly sorry for you and your family. And I hope that if you're still alive, which I'm not really sure how old you would be, or if you have family or friends that they tell you you're amazing because your story is amazing. I hope you'll... Um, learn something from this? I don't know. I'm in tears trying not to freak out. Okay, I'm gonna say bye for now. Um, check out next week's True Creepy Things Tuesday. Uh, it might not be this creepy. We'll see. But you, Mary Vincent, are amazing. Okie dokie, artichoke. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. 
and the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ad break is now. I hope y'all like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.